Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jason Lockham for a CBS NFL insider. But more importantly, a very informed, very passionate, yep. now very disappointed mm. U.S. soccer fan. JLC, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Oh, I've been better, but, uh, <laughs> you know, better days are ahead, I suppose. I mean, this, this better be rock bottom. Yeah, right. Uh, now, as you're watching this last night, I mean, is anger the the number one emotion that you had? Um, I mean, the you know, anger in the second half. I mean, what they did in the first half was unforgivable. But given who they were playing, given uh, pull six goal like two minutes in the second half. You know, and knowing that there were still other results at that point that were going their way, I was embarrassed by what I saw. Um, you know, as someone born in the 70s who soccer is kind of my first love and played it and followed it all my life, to see the game evolve and grow in the country and then to watch this group of players just not not even inspired. But yeah, I kind of just kept waiting for a miracle. And, as you know, when it got to the 70th minute and I still didn't agree with some of the tactical moves that were being made and some of the substitutions and they weren't really picking it up, you know, then and then you know there was three games going on simultaneously that really mattered for the U.S. And then Mexico decides to really do us no favors, and Costa Rica starts running out of gas, and and now we're in the 80th minute and it's truly desperate, and there 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 aren't mad scramble after mad scramble inside the six yard box. They aren't just booting balls into the box no matter what. You know, there's a chance or two Dempsey hits the post, but even then it's kind of like ho hum. There was sort of a stage of disbelief, and then when it ended, it was just like. You almost felt hollow. Like how? How? Like how did this happen? Like, come on, man! A country of 350 million people against a team that really hadn't won any, really hadn't won a game the entire cycle. Had nothing to play for. Nobody in the stands. Um, hardly a hostile environment. Yeah, the pitch was a little soggy, but I don't want to hear this crap. And and they can't get a point in Trinidad and Tobago with with the entire federation sort of on the line and and all the money and all the opportunity that comes from going to a World Cup. It's just, uh, it's devastating. It should never, I mean, the way this qualifying works, there's absolutely positively no excuse in the history of the of the world for them at least not being in the fourth position to go to, you know, play a playoff with Australia, where at this point I think they probably would have lost anyway. But come on, fifth out of six teams qualifying in CONCACAF, it's an absolute joke. So when you were watching this last night, JLC, at what point did you say, okay, the U.S. doesn't have it tonight? I go back and look what I tweeted 10 minutes in. I'm like, this, this is utterly nonchalant. Like, I already have a super bad feeling about this. But that's also tempered by the fact that, you know, if Mexico really wants to, that they can at least draw Honduras some kind of thinking. And, you know, Costa Rica scores an early goal on Panama and goes up. And, and so even then, it's like I, I kind of thought they'd get bailed out, you know. It was more in the second half where I'm like, oh, the results aren't going our way. And these guys still like look like a bunch of pampered pansies who, who aren't showing a whole lot of spirit and a whole lot of gusto, who aren't playing like a team 
that's in complete and utter desperation mode because that's what they were in, again, specifically the last 30 minutes, and it was not reflected at all in the caliber of their effort, much less the caliber of their play. Gio and Jones with Jason Luck on four. He's our CBS NFL insider, but we're talking some U.S. soccer with him this morning. Uh, the same excuses come up, and it's the, the lazy excuses of, well, you have guys that are playing different sports, and our best athletes are doing this and that, and, and we understand that. But at this point in the game, uh, that really shouldn't be an excuse any longer. Uh, what do you make of the excuses that you hear about where we are, where we are uh, with the U.S. men's national team? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about what's an excuse, what's not an excuse. There, there are core root problems at the sort of soul of U.S. soccer that I don't think they've been nearly willing enough to confront, and I hope now they will. U.S. soccer is driven by um, suburban leagues, many of them with, you know, 200 bucks to buy your uniforms and 300 bucks for fees here and 500 bucks to go to this tournament. Soccer is a suburban sport. In the rest of the world, soccer is the sport of urban parks. It's the sport of alleys. It's the sport of a grass field in a densely populated area. You know, I mean, I grew up playing it in an urban park. Um, it's not, it's, that's not, it's not reflected here. College soccer should not be any sort of feeder system for international caliber players or the pro ranks. Everywhere else, by the time you're 15 or 16, if you have some modicum of professional talent, you're in a, an academy training with pros pretty much year-round. You're not just playing two or three months and then having to worry about your eligibility. I'd almost like to see college soccer become a non-revenue sport in the country to still be an opportunity for kids to go and help with their education. But, uh, you know, with the MLS academy system, yeah, it's getting there a little bit, but MLS is doing a lot for all the other smaller countries around us as well. There needs to be promotion and relegation in MLS. No. The games need to matter like they matter the rest of the world. These guys can't just know they're going to be in the lineup every week because their salary dictates it. No one's, there's no accountability at the highest level of the game with the national team and with domestically MLS, and that's got to change too. The MLS academy system, is it on par with IMG academy system? And I think IMG, that encompasses numerous sports now. Of course, they're in the football. I think they made their name in uh, tennis, and, and now it, it, it has more sports under its umbrella. Well, I mean, about, boy, I want to say 12 years ago now, maybe it's more that the U.S. partnered with the IMG Academy in Bradenton, and they would identify the best high school talent that they could, the you know, best 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, and the under-17 team would reside in Bradenton, Florida, where they have, you know, there's a school there at, 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 on that campus. There's, it's a sprawling campus, cafeterias, fields, everything. And sort of that was one of the initiatives. It, it's, it's, it's largely failed um in the in sort of as that has waned each mls team has tried to invest more in their individual youth ranks and youth teams and development academies but but that um yeah they really started funding that you know probably about i don't know 15 years later than they should have that should have been an initial initiative with mls when it started as a league you know coming out of the 94 world cup um they've i think largely failed in player development and, I mean, you have to be real. And Jurgen Klinsmann said this, and no one wanted to hear it, but it's the reality. As things stand right now with this climate of player development, our best 15-, 16-year-olds need to be playing in Europe, whether they're with reserve teams or whether they're with youth teams. 
No, Christian Pulisic, yeah, he's born in Hershey, and, and he's definitely an all-American kid, but he was groomed and taken to the next level in Germany. You know, that's, that's just a fact. And had he stayed playing with teams in Pennsylvania, I think he'd still be on the U.S. national team. I don't think he'd be starting necessarily, you know, for Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. So, you know, I, that's the, the MLS doesn't want to admit that, and I guess they feel like they can't admit that, and that's why I, I, I get so upset about this stuff, because there are factions and cliques, and there's so much politics involved in U.S. soccer, it makes me sick. But they can sit here and claim how great their league is and how the strides they're making in soccer-specific stadiums and expansion. They're not producing talent. And the next wave of kids you're going to hear about, they're playing a couple of them in Schalke in Germany. And they're playing in, you know, in feeder systems for Tottenham Hotspur. And, and, and thank God, because that's still filling the void. And this team, there was a crisis with this team months ago. We had people like Tim Howard and even on the women's side, Abby Wambach talking about, well, these dual nationals, these guys who were raised in Germany and produced there, but, you know, they have American moms. Like, they're not really American, and maybe they don't fight as hard as the other guys. Well, that crap they put out last night, <laughs> the German-Americans weren't there. You can't blame Jurgen Klinsmann. You can't blame John Anthony Brooks. You can't blame Fabian Johnson. You can't blame Timmy Chandler. You can't blame Julian Green. None of them were on the pitch. But those 11 who started and everybody else who came in other than, than Clint Dempsey – that was an absolute disaster. So they better look inward. So to your point about these guys over in Europe, you have these young kids, 15, 16, playing with, with the grown-ups over there. So if you have the wherewithal and the, the resources and your kid is really into soccer, much like you have these select baseball teams, should you contemplate shipping your kid off uh, across the pond to, to further their – It's a huge sacrifice to make, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's very difficult, um, mm-hmm. and so everyone's and it sh- you shouldn't ha- at this stage you you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. But I guess it depends on the talent level and what you think the upside is. I mean, let's face it, especially in a country of this size, we're talking a fraction, a fraction, a fraction of one percent of you know kids are actually going to be able to play at an international level where they're going to be able to play week in week out for one of Europe's bigger clubs, represent them in the Champions League, you know, and be an impact player on the national team. Um, but the reality for U.S. soccer is we've had kids um, who were raised in New Jersey. Uh, Giuseppe Rossi played a, a completely, uh, you know, an American kid, born here, um, raised here, plays over here till he's like 14, goes to a youth academy in Italy, ends up playing for the Italian national team. You know, that happened. All the money that Nike has and Phil Knight and the U.S. Soccer Federation, all the money in the system, no one could convince Giovanni Rossi, you know, to play, to come back home to America. You know, it's, I could go on and on. There, there's, a, there's a lot of flaws and there's a lot of blame to go around. Um, but, again, the way this qualifying system is set up, it, it's pretty much there to guarantee the powers in this region who make money for FIFA, Mexico, and the U.S. get through even if they're disasters. And Mexico almost blew it four years ago, and we bailed them out when Graham Zussi scored a goal against Panama that got them into a playoff. Um, but nobody bailed us out this time, and nor should they have. And you know what? Honduras and Panama deserve to still you know, have their World Cup dreams alive. And uh, the way this team played, they, they just didn't deserve it. But it's, it's not like it wasn't all there for them, and it's not like they weren't good enough. They just collectively somehow chose not to be good enough, chose not to care enough. Um, and, you know, a lot's going to have to change. They looked like a bunch of sort of pampered, 
spoiled, you know, rich kids. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's how they played. That's yeah. what they looked like. And damn a team rich that had kids. nothing to play for, Trinidad took it to them. We're talking some U.S. soccer with Jason Lacanfora of CBS Sports. All right, so who should be the coach? Is there is there a right answer? Is oh, there an man. obvious answer there? You know, I, there isn't. There isn't. Um, and that's sort of a whole other issue here is, is U.S. coaching and, you know, the process by which you get certified to move up the ladder and what that entails. Uh, I suspect it'll probably someone who represented the U.S., there was a generation of players who 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 kind of came up with those teams and in '90 college kids, scrappy college kids who qualified, and then '94, um, you know, when when we advanced out of the group stage and uh, you know hosted the World Cup. A lot of those guys are coaching in MLS now, or coaching in college, or coaching at other you know sort of lower ranks. My guess is that they, that that we don't get the level of introspection we probably need here and they continue to kick the can as they have, I would suggest we need to, to have – so whether you think Jurgen Klinsmann should be the coach, and I would never rehire him as the coach, but some of his ideas, I think, that while they were brushed back against and seen too radical by the Federation, I think Jurgen Klinsmann involved as a technical director type, someone who sets policies and precedents for player development, who would work hand-in-hand with these MLS academies – it's not even about the national team coach to me as much as it's about are they, A, developing talent, and B, identifying the right talent young enough to help get them, frankly, to Europe where they need to be until we clean up our own mess on this side of the pond. What was the problem with Klinsman? The team played uninspired soccer. Well, I got news for you. They played uninspired soccer for Arena when he came back to try to save the day, except for a few matches on home soil mm-hmm. when they had all their creature comforts and they knew everybody was going to be rooting for them. But even the games at home where it was an adverse crowd, like when they played uh, in Harrison, New Jersey, uh, where the Red Bulls play, and it was a, it was like a heavy Costa Rica crowd, they, they crawled in fetal position for that one. Too. So, so wait, JLC, so you keep saying that they played uninspired. Is this because of uh, their lot in life? They're doing too good? Well, What's think, the- you know what? I think a lot of the players who were automatics in this lineup, like a Michael Bradley, like a Josie Altador, instead of continuing their careers in Europe, where they would have to fight every single practice to stay in that match day squad or to stay on the bench or to avoid being shipped out to a lesser team, they came back to MLS for big money four to six years ago, prior to the last World Cup in some cases, right after the last World Cup in some cases, and, yeah, they were the big man on campus. They were going to play every week no matter what happened. Most of the teams are going to make the playoffs anyway. There's no relegation. You don't have to worry about your team being sent to a lower league like it would be everywhere else in Europe. And I think that their play all declined. They went from being pushed at the highest level all the time at places like Roma to going to FC Toronto and doing whatever the hell you want to do, where you're basically bigger than the coach. And, you know, I, I think the, the – uh, while MLS, I get that they want to have these guys around, and that's sort of part of their cachet, it stifled the national team. And this isn't Monday morning quarterback. You can go back and look at anything I was saying at the time. Like, Michael Bradley, you're still in your, your, your mid to late 20s. Don't know. No, wait another cycle. Don't come back to MLS now. Like, he went from being one of the most influential players on the team to a guy who can't complete a forward pass. Like, to a guy who literally there were times where I would cringe anytime the ball's at his foot. Now, some of that's just age and being overworked and all that. I guess, you know, yeah. but does anyone know? I, I defy someone to tell me that Josie Altidore is a better player now than when he went to Europe for the first, well, I won't say the first time, that was a disaster. The second time, 
You know, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And then there was this infighting I talked about with a lot of the guys who were raised in Germany who still play in Germany. And, oh, Clinsey's too sympathetic to them. And, oh, Clinsey's oh, just going to wow. roll out his German lineup. Yeah. Well, Fabian Johnson was the best player in this country for a couple of years. I know he's nicked up now. John Anthony Brooks is clearly the best defender we have right now. And with him being hurt, it was a disaster. So, you know, I think people need to be careful who they throw stones at. So our, our last question, and we'll let you go so you can vent elsewhere. Is the rest of the, the soccer world laughing at us? I think there's – look, we're, we, uh, I don't want to get on a geopolitical rant, but I, I, I don't think I'm going on a limb by saying there's a lot of countries who aren't exactly inspired by and happy with the USA mm-hmm. based on the state of world affairs. True. So coupled with that – yeah, there's a lot of people saying, yeah, there you go, good looks good on you, <laughs> ugly Americans, you know, bloated, excess, all that stuff. And this shoe fits, so, you know, everyone at U.S. Soccer should wear it. Um, but there's others who I, you know, there's a lot of people also who just, who want to see the game continue to grow here, you know, who are from other countries, a lot of guys who grew up elsewhere, who played the game, coached the game in this country. And for them it's heartbreaking because it's, it's just, it was a, it was an unforced error. You know, this was one where it took a lot of undoing by these individuals from the top of the federation to the guys on the pitch to reach this point. It, it really should have never happened, and it's still kind of mind-boggling that it did. Um, but, no, there's people who also, I think, feel sorry for us because they look at this country and so many of the untapped resources and the kids who don't get you know, brought into U.S. soccer at an early enough age and, and just the, the way it's done here. And they say, you, you know what, this, this is still somewhat of a sleeping giant, but they're going to have to be open to some radical ideas to actually get where they ultimately want to go, which is to one day win a World Cup. We couldn't be further from that. Jason, tremendous stuff this morning. Yeah. We really do appreciate the time. We'll talk to you soon. Sense. I know a lot of that's soccer ease, but no, 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 no. it's what we wanted yeah. today. We wanted to hear from a guy who's exactly like yeah. you, feeling the way that you do. So and, uh, we appreciate and it. And we hope you get a hug. Nah, that's all right. I'm going to drink some coffee now and take the dog for a while. I don't think that's what you need right now is coffee, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to take, yes, so. take a swig of alcohol oh, yeah, or, or yeah. Xanax or something. All right. See that's you, man. Guy. All right. Jason Lockett. Woo! That's exactly why I wanted him on the show today. It was, yeah. ex- it was that right there because he's well-informed. He's passionate. Yeah. He's everything I wanted to hear from. He's morning. as passionate about that as he is about his NFL insider job. That That's amazing. I, maybe more. Maybe yeah. more passionate about this yeah. because when something's your job, it's your job. You, you could tell that hurt him. That yeah. stung. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. I told you I'm casual with this, and yeah. it bothered the hell out of me. A guy like him, I mean, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. <gasps> Damn rich kids. Yeah, it's all their fault. Spoiled, pampered. Go to the ghetto, man. Rich bastards. Get some poor people off welfare. That's what we need to do. What's wrong with you? Give them a soccer ball, a couple yeah. of bucks. Don't even get, no, no money. Just a soccer ball. Well, you got to convince them to do it No somehow. shoes. Make them play barefooted. Yeah. No cleats. On a bed of tacks. Maybe there you, you go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hey, anything. Anything to get them moving in the right direction. Damn it. Uh, we got got yesterday bad. We got fooled. Did we? Yeah, real. This is a real bad one, but I got I got a tip tip of the cap to the people that did it. We'll explain the story next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. It was passionate, good stuff. From you need to get it off his chest, Jason Lockin for what we're here for. Yeah, man, that's right. Sure, I thought we're the you people. were angry. Damn, I mean, these are the people that uh, they they come to us. We're definitely the people that can help you with your problems, right? Because we're all 
figured out. I am. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. What? Hmm. I'm not. No, no, I don't. I don't oh, believe that okay. you are. Well, I gave up. No, you need therapy. No, you're no, not, no, you're no, not a therapist. No, nope, I gave up. It. I'd been, man, and it worked. Did it? Yes. So why'd you I'm stop? Cool. What? Because it worked. You're telling me at you're some cured. point when you got them souls, stop selling, right? So you're totally good. You're you're in a. I'm I'm in a good place. Are you? Yeah. Okay. With me, okay. No, it's good to hear, man. Happy to hear that. I'm good. Now it's you? a vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm vibing. Are you? I am gripping down your thigh. I don't bother anybody. No one bothers me. If they do, I whack them and we move on. Well, that's that's what they taught you. That's what I learned from my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see the real Brian Jones Better Man show, like what you really do in certain situations. Because I've, I've, I've watched some of your videos. <laughs> right. you know, there's, a, there's an anger counselor on there, yeah. and that just cracked me up. Why? Know? Well, because I've seen you, what you've done You've never seen angry. me angry. I've seen you hit a man with a bat. I've seen you throw staplers and tape dispensers and spools at people when you're angry at That's them. That's the old me. That happened like a month ago. That wasn't a month ago. When did he two throw years that ago, stuff? man? The stapler is a couple of months. I mean, it could, tops two months. And the bat? Oof. You know, a year? A little le- less See? than a year, right? It was right? definitely less than a year. It was like in the spring, wasn't it? The spring? Yeah, what? My- Why do y'all keep bringing this up? <laughs> well, you're telling me you're cured. I'm fine. I'm a better man, dude. Are what? You? Yes. I don't know who that is. Go to bettermanshow.com. That's right. You want? The bettermanshow.com. <laughs> this guy's yeah. talking about anal your anger. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, That's what I, I do. I do enjoy that. A little, little, little bit of Buddha stuff. Uh, <laughs> in through the nose, out through the mouth. And, you can take that <laughs> to Scotland or little, somewhere. Little okay? I, I, go, I go to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, meanwhile, that's what's really happening. That is so untrue. Wait, you that's what's happening. Me. Untrue. That is not true. Oh, okay. So untrue. Oh, hell, please. Quickly. You So tell me more about how to control anger. Hmm, doctor. What a f- Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope for everyone. Oh, <laughs> y'all are some yeah. saboteurs. Sab- we, we did, <laughs> and the saboteurs. Y'all are just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, so, I, can uh, I know it's you, my <laughs> be calling me this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that every in the morning? Who's that? Come uh, on. That's great. I mean, that's why the anger management dude said you avoid certain people. Oh, that, oh, that's, uh, that's that was what key. he said. That's the key. There you go, Mike. That's what you, you just avoid Brian all the time. No, I have a... to avoid him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? God, I'm having... Enough, PDP. Damn it! <laughs> He's got a whole treasure trove <laughs> of angry well, Brian see, sounds. Friends like these, who needs enemies? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Trying to bring me down. Brad Heller is back with a sports update. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what uh, what you, was that? That was when you threw the spool down oh, the hallway. That it just a, shows my strength. Yeah, it was a big. I wire. believe the the stapler and the the dispenser. I was I might have been here for that. Yeah, one. yeah. Oh, you nasty! Yeah. You nasty. Oh, yeah. Why do you have to chime in? I'm trying to move because past I'm sorry. Because last time I was 
encouraged to chime in. Because the last time I was encouraged to chime in. <laughs> My favorite part about the throwing of the staple in a tape dispenser was the sand that came out of the tape dispenser that's used to weigh it down. And then Mark Chernoff, uh, management here, is over there sweeping it up. I told him I had it. Uh, it was just... It was a great, a big, he's boss of the year. It was a big pile of sand. Just yeah. in, in case you were wondering how the dispenser gets its weight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. What a great day that was. I am not going to uh, contribute to this conversation any longer. All right, Brad. Time for you. All right, guys. No World Cup for the United States. First time since 1986 after a stunning 2-1 loss to Trinidad and Tobago, which is ranked 99th in the world. Here's forward Josie Altador. Yeah, this is a huge blow. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Um, you know, it'd be easy to walk away now and say, you know, you know, you've had enough is enough. But you got to use this as motivation now. Argentina qualified though a hat trick from Lionel Messi in a three-one win over Ecuador. Baseball playoffs, interesting situation for the Nationals today. The rain out with the Cubs yesterday at Wrigley means Steven Strasburg. Would be on full rest for game four today. Nats trail in the series two to one. But USA Today says Strasburg told the team he's too sick to start. That he was wheezing after going for a run yesterday. So it's going to be Tanner Roark, who would have started yesterday opposite Jake Arrieta. Bryce Harper says elimination games are nothing new to them. It'll be fun. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody on our team is too. So, uh, you know, like Zay said, you know, we've won two before. Um, you know, we've faced elimination before as well. And Nats and Cubs, 4 o'clock Eastern start from Wrigley. 8 o'clock Eastern in Cleveland, the deciding game five for the Indians and the Yankees. Terry Francona hoping D.H. Edwin Encarnacion can play after missing the last two games with a sprained ankle. He's been hitting off the machine already. And we're going to have him go out and run just to see where he is running-wise. You know, he was never exactly our biggest base-dealing threat. But we want to use common sense. The same pitching matchup as Game 2, Corey Kluber and CC Sabathia. NFL News, the Saints traded Adrian Peterson to the Cardinals for a conditional draft pick. From the NBA, the Sixers and center Joel Embiid reportedly agreeing to a five-year contract extension worth $148 million. In hockey, the Vegas Golden Knights honored the victims of last week's mass shooting as well as first responders in their first home game. They beat the Coyotes 5-2 to and are the first NHL expansion team to start 3-0. and Gentlemen. All right, Brad, thanks. So yesterday we got fooled, and, and we usually don't get fooled. If anything, real stuff that's happening I question too much because of my extreme cynicism. But I got fooled. They did a great job with yeah. this. So we thought that... Mia Khalifa, who has outed many athletes for sliding into her DMs, the former adult film star who is now getting into the sports business, uh, that uh, Gilbert Arenas was pulling the same thing on her because she reached out to him via direct message, was sliding into his DMs because she's a big DC sports fan and was trying to get his attention. Then he posted an Instagram shot, a screenshot of those DMs, and then wrote some nasty stuff about her, and I thought that there's no way that this could be a work because of the stuff that he wrote. I mean, he wrote unbelievably graphic stuff mm-hmm. in the Instagram post, and that's very much like him because that's what he does. Well, it turns out it was all promotion for a new sports talk show that Mia Khalifa and Gilbert Arenas are going to do together on Complex's new YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So... Hats off to you guys. Bravo. That's one of the most genius 
yeah. commercials I have ever seen because I totally fell for it, and usually I don't. And this thing is interesting to me. I cannot believe that I'm saying this, but I, I want to watch these two do a show <laughs> together. Really? I think it has potential to be unbelievably entertaining. If they are, if it is unfiltered like it's supposed to be, I think it's got it's got real potential to be entertaining because I think both of them are nuts. And, <laughs> and well, there you go. Yeah, that's a recipe for success. Right, both are nuts, huh. and well, they're they're allowed to say whatever they want. Oh, so. sign me up. Yeah, I'd that's love so to. cool. Well, yeah, they okie doked us, uh, and and I wasn't able to translate a lot of those emojis in that. That uh, response from Gilbert Arenas the other day, but I, I knew a lot of it had, a lot of it was sexual, and uh, it seems as though, it, and I, I should have, we should have known because this uh, Mia young lady said she didn't have a lot of friends out in California. You would think she has friends everywhere, especially <laughs> considering her former uh, employment or profession. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure she partake or partook of that profession out in California. Not to say you can't make those type of. Uh, films elsewhere, but I would say that's the hub. And uh, so for her to to say that she didn't have many friends out there, hmm, that should have raised a flag. There's no way that like a real like uh, something that's regulated by the FCC could ever hire these two guys. There's just no, no. there's oh. no way. Uh, but I think in in this is the perfect space for is is the wild wild west of the internet. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Good for complex. I'm going to be watch, uh, watching that. Uh, what's October 16th? So just a couple days. It's going to be the first show. <laughs> complex right. News's YouTube channel. Yeah. Better Man Show has a YouTube channel. Oh, we have. We got all bases covered, man. I'm trying to help you, the good man, become a better man. What? Pull some of the uh, Better Man stuff. So every time we talk, we can we can have something there to to back it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, 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 not that stuff. I'm talking about from the actual show, you know. So when I'm out, out of a job, I'm coming to stay with your ass, PDB, okay? I want you to know that. Right come on, to stay with you. Right on the beach. You and Bridget. Go ice fishing. <laughs> That'd be in three, December. New Three's Company. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bridget, Bilotti, and Black. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> yeah. Come and knock on the door. Bridget have any friends? She does. Okay, cool. It's positive. Cause who who cooks? You or her? We both do. Oh, okay. What's your... What are you cooking? Come on. Seriously. What do you meats. make? You cook meats? I do cook meats. Like yeah. what? Meats. Like turkey burgers, and I use the grill a lot. I you don't look like you eat no turkey burgers. You eating the real burger. I... All right. If you tell me you're grilling, okay, I got that. Yeah, just, you're not. You're not, well, you're not grilling there. in the winter. You're not. You're not making like tatsiki sauce from scratch no, or anything. You're not, you're not doing some. You're sort not of outside the pasta. You know, balsamic yeah. reduction, are you? Like, I mean, I know Mikey B cooks. I know for a fact he I does. Know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He. He. I just can't see you in there like whipping something up, Pete. I don't know. I just feel like you. You collapse on the couch. You go feed me. So just burgers. That's all we're getting. Meats and maybe some potatoes. <laughs> he said meats. What the hell's that can mean a lot of things? Meats. Uh, select meats. <laughs> what are you, a deli? Meats. I cook meats. Okay, what kind of meats? <laughs> what the? 
Pork chop. Just meats. meats. <laughs> Pick one. Any yeah, meats. Like I'm, I'm, I'm roast. You a damn butcher? <laughs> I you wish. Go, you go into a place. Meats. He's got like a, like a lamp <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. No, I guess this is me and my meats. <laughs> <laughs> Which meats do you desire today, sir? With the meats. knives. He's like... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Those <laughs> knives are his nunchucks. Oh, meats. Bridget cook meats too. She cooks everything. Oh, she does oh, everything okay. else. Oh, you, you just, just you, you handle the meats. You're the meat department. You're the butcher. Oh, correct. Right. <laughs> He's got his apron on when he come over. He's covered in blood. You get a job at Arby's. Oh, we we, we have the meats. Yeah, Pete's got the meats. <laughs> That'd be a great job. Uh, meats Pete. That's his new nickname. Pistachio Pete, Republican no. Pete, Wrestling Pete, Pete's Meat. Petey Meats. <laughs> Petey Meats. Petey Meats. Petey Meats. <laughs> That's it. Petey Meats. Uh, thanks to Mikey B and Petey Meats. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Uh, what are you going to have for breakfast? Some meats? <laughs> I'll be handling the meats this evening. <laughs> wow. Uh, Come up next. We've got to talk about a couple crazy people. Because uh, that's what we do. We're coming right back. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Sign up to be an O Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free and only had a Rally Auto Parts. See store for details, a Rally Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Uh, I don't believe that the Yankees will get to Kluber again. I don't believe that is going to be that good again. Um, any option that they had, whether they would have went to Gray or they would have went to CC, both of those don't make me feel confident in a Game 5 in Cleveland. The Yankees are a spectacular team. I don't want to knock them whatsoever. What they've done in this series is way more than I thought that they could. However, I think tonight the Cleveland Indians move on. I'm going to say four to one Indians in Woo! game five. Uh, I, I know this. You look at the history of Kluber coming off of a bad outing, and he is just unhittable. Uh, he came off a bad outing at the end of July, took on the Yankees. I think it was August 3rd was the date, and just nine innings just shut him down. So uh, I don't foresee him struggling like he did in game two. At least I hope he I hope he struggles, but I don't foresee that. Uh, so it's going to be difficult. And once again, as I said going into game two, CC just match him for six innings. Give us six. That's what I want. And CC went above and beyond that his last time out. And, and Joe uh, Girardi took him out. Uh, I don't understand why he decided to do that, but he did. And I, I, So just match him for six, but it's going to be tough duty. I'm going to say the Yankees overcome him again. This story is one that I, I really don't believe happened, but apparently it did. So in Vero Beach, Florida. Yeah. Now, you, there there used to be, I haven't seen it in a while, though, there used to be a, a Twitter account called Florida Man because <laughs> there's so many headlines. It's like Florida Man. Crazy stuff. Naked. Like, it's just, yeah. Florida's just the place. What for, is up with that? So, a <laughs> 27-year-old Florida man uh, in Vero <laughs> Beach made a bet with somebody who was a Packers fan. He was a Cowboys fan. Made a bet mm-hmm. with someone who was a Packers fan. His wife. It was, it was his yeah. wife. Oh, it was his wife. That the loser of the game would have to burn their jersey. All right, Jersey burning is a thing. 
So the loser would have to take off their jersey and burn it. So what this Florida man decided not to do was to take off his jersey Mm -hmm. before he lit it on fire. (laughs) So he's clearly highly intoxicated. He sets his jersey ablaze while it's on his body, and he got third-degree burns. Skin was hanging off his arm and his back. He's in the hospital still recovering from this. So, I mean, it's just he tried to put – I guess, you know what? He, he lit it on fire, then tried to put it on. I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong information. He didn't keep it on. He lit it on fire, then tried to put it on while it was still burning, which is just – in something like this, not to sound like totally crass and insensitive, but if I'm like a first responder to something like this and I see that that's the story, I just leave them there. No, you I, can't. I just say, you know what? If you're that stupid to do something like that, you've got no place in this world. You don't. <laughs> like, you really just forget about it. I'm going to somewhere where someone like a good person who's got a brain in their head needs some help. I'm not going to be around you because this is – you just – when you need some cleanup, I'll come back. But for this, I mean, how dumb do you have to be? <laughs> no, how drunk do you have to be? No, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, gee, I have no comeback. Uh, okay. God got what he deserved. Uh, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's crazy. You know, good bet between he and his wife. The loser had to burn their, their team's jersey. and Unfortunately, he was burning a Cowboys jersey, but... Don't try to wear it at the same time, you idiot. I mean, that's just – that right there, that's your rock bottom. That just tells you, okay, maybe I shouldn't drink anymore. Yeah. I mean, you have to have those conversations with yourself every now and then. Okay, I did what? And there's a direct correlation between that behavior and me drinking. Maybe I should abstain. Yeah, Florida man still is active, that Twitter account, mm. so – you can uh, you can check it. Out. I'm actually looking at at Florida man's. It's just amazing. And we used to do a, a, a segment show I did down in Austin for four years, and we called it Stupid News. And it was just amazing how many times all the stupid news emanated from the state of Florida. <laughs> like, what is uh, going? On? And see, I'm going to have an excuse if I go crazy. Florida, live in Florida. Now. I mean, this is. I'm looking at a couple. Look at this one. Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw a giant radar penis. <laughs> so he actually, they flew it just around right. to, to have on a radar to have it look like oh that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Florida man attacked during selfie with squirrel. <laughs> Guy tried to take a squirrel selfie. Uh, Florida man calls 911 after PlayStation stops working. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It just, I mean, it's great. It's great stuff. Uh, all right, so the new Buccaneers kicker. <clears throat> Patrick Murray. Patrick Murray. Uh, this is now the third kicker they've gone through. Uh, yep. Uh, Aguayo gets cut. Nick Folk gets cut. And now Murray is is the kicker. So he said that he's been consulting with a medium to help out whatever he needs to be a, a good mm-hmm. kicker. Mm-hmm. So he said, she's been, she's helped me tremendously with a lot of different things. And maybe it's just getting me to talk that has helped me. Said, getting stuff off my chest and being able to really feel that positive Mm. energy. Yeah. All right, fine. But I mean, Uh that that would sound like a therapist or whatever. But a medium. A medium. Isn't a medium someone who's supposed to talk to the dead? Yeah. Oda May. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I initially thought. But, yeah, why not just say a therapist, dude? Well, well may- Maybe may- his, his, the source of his issues revolve around someone that's deceased. So he's trying to talk to that person? Yeah. Help him with his kicking. Now, what was it? Oda Mae Brown in, in Ghost? Was that the uh, Whoopi's character? Whoopi? Whoopi. Whoopi? Whoopi, Whoopi. Whoop. Whoop, there it is. Yeah. Whoopi. Oda Mae Brown. No, it's Whoopi Goldberg. It's whoop. It's whoop. It's not whoopy. It's whoopy. You say whoop. There it is, right? Okay, and that's and not it's, her it's name. W h o o p. That's not how she how, pronounces how it. How does she spell it? It doesn't matter how she. I'm spells asking it. you how she spells it. W-H-O-O-P. Her name is whoopy. It's whoopy. Okay. She doesn't say whoopy when she introduced herself. She doesn't say I'm whoopy Goldberg. She says I'm whoopy. You don't Goldberg. say whoopy. There it is. Okay, fine. You say whoop. There it is. So whoop. E. No, I'm not Goldberg. I'm not. Anyway, Odomay Brown is who he went to, and if it helps him, the Buccaneers are all for it. Yeah, I don't see this guy scares me already. <laughs> I would not sign a guy who thinks he's talking to dead people. I just wouldn't do it in any. If it helps you win, you will. No. Yes. Because he's just. It's just a matter of time before he goes off the deep end. <laughs> just a matter of time. <laughs> now, Going pe- off the deep end pertains to what? Uh. Thinking that you're talking to a dead person. So you're going to have everyone in the locker room channeling dead yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just not... Jameis Winston, hmm, in the huddle, I hear dead people. Yeah, I mean, that's just What's the play, Jameis? I don't know. Ask the dead person. What was that guy we had in here who thought he could talk to dead people? Oh, that's right. We had that cat. He was a medium. Yeah, he came in with Katie Linendahl. I forget mm-hmm. his name. Was Chris something? Something Chris, whatever. Didn't he, I thought something he said resonated yeah, yeah, with you. Yeah, it, it did, but then I realized I misunderstood what he said. <laughs> I'm serious. I thought that he said one thing, but he missed. I totally didn't understand what he said, and then it wasn't as and it wasn't as good. I mean, you know what these guys do? They do these things called a cold read. Yeah, and they because people who sit down with them want to believe, so then they like sort of they know how to make you think that they know what's going on. It's a very, very, it's, mm. a, it's a talent, but that's what they do. You know, there's guys like John Edwards and whatever that Chris dude who's in here. They throw stuff out like, you have a dead grandmother. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, if you're 40 years old, chances are you got a dead grandmother. And this dead grandmother had a pet. And then the person will be like, <laughs> yes, Scrappy. That's right. <laughs> scrappy is there. It's scrappy. Was Scrappy a scrappy dog? Yeah. Oh, come on. How did you know that? <laughs> and your grandmother loved you very, very much. Yes. Oh, how did you know? I mean, this is how it happens. And the people that, I mean, that's an extreme example. I'm being facetious, but that's how they do it. <laughs> and you lived in a house. How did you know I lived in that little house? Listen, come on. And it was tiny. You guys were cramped in there. That's right. And it caused problems with you and your siblings. Yes, my brother, your brother. Yeah, that's right. That's how you do it. <laughs> I could do it with you. You, you could. Can you do oh, it? I can, yeah. Your father wasn't around. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Nailed it. Give me my money. Woo! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Jason Lockwood for Cliff Kingsbury, Mikey B, Petey Meats, Brad Heller, and Jack Alone. CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.